0: Welcome to the Nerd
1: Ascended Podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is what we're nerding out about this week. Welcome back to the Nerd Ascended Podcast. It's been 500 years again. (laughs) Or
0: at least five weeks.
1: (laughs) At least five weeks. It's been over a month. I have allergy voice. Natalie has sinus infection voice. So we are swinging into spring full force. (laughs) With very great podcast voice so i'm
0: sure this will just be a joy to listen
1: to right but it's already been five plus weeks you're about to go on your nice little london trip i am which so i'm very excited this about to happen yeah i'm jealous i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i'm gonna be in omaha <laughs>
0: <laughs> but in good news while i'm there and you're in omaha all these lovely people will have finally new episodes of nerd ascended to listen to
1: Yes. Don't jinx it, but we're going to be better. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to try.
0: But as we've said before, we are not yet paid to do this podcast. So we have regular jobs and, you know, other boring adult things like that. I've been in the middle of refinancing my house. So that's thrilling adult boringness. (laughs) But it takes up a lot of time and brain space. But if anyone out there is interested in, in fact, paying us to do this. (laughs) we would love to have a conversation about it
1: but But, i mean if we could do this as a job we would have an episode every two weeks
0: oh we would have an episode twice a week for sure can you imagine so much content like an npr podcast (laughs) i know but while we have been taking a brief hiatus there has been a ton happening in the nerd world so thankfully we have a lot to talk about, a lot to update, so this is kind of a um, a nerd news episode, kind of an update on some things we've talked about before, and yeah, there's just a, a lot of fun stuff going on. We're heading into summer, which is prime movie season, not prime TV season, but there's some important shows on
1: TV right now that are wrapping up. Right. On our last episode, we recorded it before... For the final season of Game of Thrones started. And we are recording this episode right before episode 5 comes out Mm -hmm. of Game of Thrones. So there's only two episodes left. We're going to talk about it. And normally, I don't think we ever do spoiler warnings because we wouldn't be able to talk about anything. But we're going to talk about Game of Thrones through episode 4. Of season (laughs) 8. Of season 8. Yes.
0: Episode 5 is tomorrow at the point that we're recording this. So, when you're listening to this, also uh if I'm real on the ball, I might actually have this episode up before that episode actually airs. But
1: but you do have to play Dungeons and Dragons yes, tomorrow. Yes, I do. So.
0: It is D&D day tomorrow. So, <laughs> don't bank on that, but just know if you have already seen episode 5 as you're listening to this, we recorded it before we've watched that. So, to f- we're also going to talk about Endgame. Yes, which the official spoiler embargo has been lifted by Marvel, so we are absolutely allowed <laughs> to talk about that now. If you haven't seen Endgame at this point, that's your own fault. So yes, <laughs> um, that's that's that. Basically, we're approaching the time when it's probably going to be in the cheap seat theaters. So get out there and see it if you haven't yet. Oh i bet it won't hit cheap seats until june oh true they're gonna milk that a little longer i guess so i just yeah. feel like things move so fast anymore that it's like it's out on dvd <laughs> at this point <laughs> digital download or uh, oh yeah D- you millennial <laughs> i mean it, it's not even blu-ray it's digital download now
1: <laughs> who needs discs yeah, here with your dvds no what's a dvd I don't... and your lime wire it's out on
0: cassette tape i mean <laughs> <laughs> you're ready to go <laughs> Yeah let's start with Endgame because that's probably the uh, most major thing we have to talk about. Obviously this was on the top of both of our lists when we talked about movies coming out this year in a previous episode which if you haven't checked that one out be sure to listen to that one because several of the movies we were excited for have come out already. Um, There's still plenty that have not that we're looking forward to in the second half of the year but Endgame was definitely at the top of the list for both of us, and it's just kind of crazy to me that actually I've seen Endgame and it's happened and we're here. It's over. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean the the Marvel Cinematic Universe is far from over. Obviously, it's a giant cash cow that they're gonna keep right. doing no matter <laughs> what. But the original Avengers storyline at this point is done, and it's over a decade of movies. Uh, I think it's something like 23 movies that are related to this kind of storyline. Um, I mean, I guess Spider-Man Far From Home is still technically part of that, but it's kind of like post-Endgame, so it's kind of in the new... Right. Um, I don't know if you want to say new series or new chapter or new era. New era is probably the, the right way to say that. Yeah. But...
1: Spider-Man, Black Panther, and ant-man and the wasp i feel like they're the i guess Guardians into the galaxy too but they kind of had their own story and then collided in where the other three have always been sort of connected mm-hmm. but now they will go forth and build their other continuing storylines outside of being with the avengers yes
0: so if you've seen endgame which i mean i hope everyone has obviously but Maybe you haven't because it was over three hours long and you just want our <laughs> review of of everything because you don't <laughs> want to sit for the three hours. But I had a lot of fun before we went looking up the uh, spoiler-free versions of when to go to the bathroom during ending. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really funny because all of those articles specifically mentioned when Hulk has lunch, you can go to the bathroom. And then there was... Uh, the note that basically when you see a New Jersey title card no more getting up for you you are done and so I had told Kevin before we went <clears throat> go to the bathroom if you have to when Hulk has lunch <laughs> whatever that means and now that we've seen it we all know what that means but it was funny because you said the same thing and this was true at my showing as soon as we got to the point when it was showing Hulk having lunch a bunch of people actually stood up and went to the bathroom and it was a really funny scene and everything I mean it definitely is a a place to go to the bathroom if you're (laughs) seeing it in the the movies but we got past the New Jersey title card and we were in the point where um Black Widow and Hawkeye are trying to get the soul stone and Kevin leaned over to me and he was like when's the next time I can go to the bathroom and I said you missed it
1: this is it it said you're not
0: supposed to leave and he was like okay well I'm gonna go right now and he got up and then as soon as they started talking I was like one of them is gonna die and Kevin's in the bathroom and he he made it back (sighs) he made it back in time but for a second there I was like this is why you weren't supposed to go after New Jersey so (laughs) yeah but that that definitely is a little bit farther in the movie so let's back up to uh the beginning there and um just as a whole what are your What's your brief feelings on Endgame? Wow. Just as a whole,
1: <laughs> I really liked it. I know the internet's kind of split on a lot of things, especially the ending and all the. There are a lot of plot holes, but, you know, there always is going to be when you're doing something with time travel. Yeah. Because time travel isn't something that we understand. Like, we can try and process it, but as humans, since it hasn't. Actually happened. No one knows for sure how it would work, or what it would do, or or, or what it would cause. time travel would have. Yeah. So, you have to dispen- dispend spend <laughs> dispense and suspend. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give it a lot of space, and I was fine doing that. I really loved the movie. I thought it was a great send-off for our core group of Avengers. I knew either Iron Man or Captain America was going to die. And surprise, um, it was both-ish. Yeah, both-ish. I'm glad they didn't both die. Uh, that would might have been a little... Well, Black Widow did die, and that was a little too much for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get to that in a second, yeah. <laughs> though. Uh, I felt like it Made sense for Iron Man to be the one to go, though, because that was his ultimate redemption from where he started as someone who manufactured weapons of mass destruction and war weapons. Yeah. I really loved Captain America's ending. I, I didn't know too. the internet absolutely hated it. Like that. I think that's more the consensus because they're like, there's arguments that there's no way he would stay back in the 40s with everything he knew that was going to happen and he'd be giving up. His entire life but oh it made sense to me kind of for the same reasons where he went through so much shit yeah that he never expected to see or go through and the whole time he just wanted to live out a life with Peggy
0: and see I know we're gonna get real into the timey-wimey weirdness wobble whatever here but I don't I don't really see people's issue with thinking he wouldn't want to stay knowing what was going to happen because it doesn't matter you know he right there in this way the way I took it was there was technically two Captain Americas living alongside each other and the other one had it he got it he had it handled and it's kind of like Cap knew he had it handled because he lived it already (laughs) so he didn't have to worry about that so he was kind of living along alongside himself
1: I think it's yeah because when they went back in time before there was doubles of them he fought himself so why wouldn't there be a double then yeah they, yeah. they literally
0: showed that there was a double there and then that's why the older aged cap knew to show up at that particular point because it's when he left and it was when there would you know he wasn't going to be um Crossing wires with himself anymore, he went yeah, back to that's the when
1: the two of them merged into. Yeah, one. he went
0: back to the point where <clears throat> he um, it would just be him now, and he could live out the remaining days that he had. He's obviously quite old at this point. He didn't look very old though. No, here's an, an embarrassing <laughs> thing I do have to admit to, and it was just because my brain was so jumbled with everything, and I I honestly don't know why I had this, but. When you think about the point from when Cap came out of the ice to when Endgame happens, it's really not that long of a period. It's like maybe 10-ish years. I'd have to look up specifically how long it was. But, I mean, it wasn't a long time or something. So when he came out of the ice, he was in his early 20s, something like that. Because obviously yeah. joining the army back in the day that he did, he he would have been pretty young. Back at that point in time i mean he could have even been like 16 17 and it might say it's been so long since i've seen captain america but point being when he came out of the ice he wasn't that old so by the time
1: he was probably like mid
0: yeah so by the time we get to the end of endgame he's
1: 30 maybe ish
0: something like that so when he went back and lived um through that whole time he's gonna be when you see him when you see old cap in endgame i mean he's got to be pushing oh my god math math well how old was peggy
1: when he saw her when she was really old she she had to be in her
0: 90s so i mean he's got to be approaching 100 but the embarrassing thing i have to admit to here is this is so obvious to me now but in the moment i was like i thought captain america couldn't age (laughs) Well, because, that's fair. Because he didn't he didn't age from from you know this whole uh the 10 years in the MCU. And then I was like, "Natalie, that's not what it was. That was never part of his like superpowers. It just it, it hasn't been that long." And so it made sense when I actually reminded myself about that. But I would imagine just given his abil- ability to heal and his strength and stuff, it probably helped him stay alive quite a bit longer
1: yeah and that's probably why he looked really good at the end for how old he was supposed to be probably yeah extended his life some yeah
0: and then it's kind of sad when you think about uh, just kind of thinking about the uh implications here to think about when young cap saw peggy in the hospital because of this now she knew her cap was at home somewhere else so she's like getting to see the young <gasps> oh, one
1: I didn't even so she's that. not
0: actually shocked to see him you know but she gets to see she's been old for a while now at that point and she got to see young cap one more time before she died which is is really sweet because it wasn't even a she got to see him and she never thought she would she got to just see young cap again before she died, which is very sweet. I didn't even think about and that. And then, at if all. you think about that's old Cap, he has been without Peggy for some time now, probably
1: when he sees yeah. them
0: again. So he's been, yeah, <laughs> at
1: least a few years. Yeah,
0: so he, I mean, I kind of took that as you know, he's he's ready to check out at this point. Like he hung around just to wrap up his thread, and now he's like, he's probably ready to go back to being with Peggy because that's that's always what his motivation was to. You know because he couldn't be with her his motivation was to make the world better and so I, I am confused by people who think that would be out of character or something that's that's all he had left he made the world better he saved it you know all he had left was yeah. was peggy and now he full-on that's all he had wanted. the chance to do it so of course he was gonna go do it
1: i just i just love how in the first the very first captain america when he told her he's they were gonna go dancing Or he's going to take her dancing. Mm -hmm. And then right before he went to the ice, I think it's been a long time since I've seen it, but he told her, I'm going to have to take a rain check. And he did. On that dance. And then he did. Yeah. It's making me tears. I I really loved it.
0: (laughs) I know. And he, and he went back, which is, I just love that. I actually really loved it. And I really loved when, at the end, when Sam said, are you going to tell me about her? And he said, no, I don't think I am. And I I really liked that because it was almost like directed at the audience too. Like you're not going to get all the details here. This was yeah. his and you don't need the details. Deal with it. <laughs> that was kind of like yeah. you don't you don't need to understand how this worked. You don't need to understand the rest of it cuz this was his and nobody else needs it. So, I I actually really really liked that and I was intrigued by the um passing of the torch or passing of the shield i should say right. which i think sam is the perfect person to take up the captain america mantle if if he so chooses
1: if he chooses to. which i he might say the falcon he might do both. yeah
0: which i get the feeling he will but the the phrasing of giving the shield was very interesting when he said it feels like it's somebody else's and he cap said it, it's not and so i'm i'm interested in like was Is there more to the story with the shield there? Like, did he specifically design this one for Sam? Or is it more, is it literally just the passing of the torch thing and I'm reading too much into it? I don't
1: know. I think those are both viable options, but I don't think we'll, I think that's a purposely something for each person to interpret. Like they made that line on purpose like that. That, that very well could be. Or maybe we'll find out if Sam shows up in a movie with the shield, if it was, manufactured differently for him or yeah
0: there's some special thing with that but
1: it sprouts its own wings and flies (laughs) next to him
0: (laughs) it's like it's like a giant (laughs) version of those little uh you know entirely different universe but the little things batman has the little bat um and it can just do that same thing but i i would absolutely love to see sam as captain america i will also say that i think it would be amazing to have a black captain america i think that's a uh, a great opportunity if they're going to pursue that so we'll see yeah i
1: I think a lot of people expected if there was a new captain america it would be bucky i don't think but i don't think bucky wanted i don't think bucky wants it at all i think he was too close to steve to take over the same role as him if that makes sense
0: yeah Bucky Bucky is the Jon Snow of the MCU I will say that but <laughs> he he don't want to be king and he don't want to be Captain America um no <laughs> I think Bucky, he's Bucky yeah um <laughs> I did also appreciate that when uh when Cap was getting on the little machine to go back in time that Bucky clearly knew he was saying bye
1: yeah he like again he knew steve so well mm-hmm. that, that he they knew. could they could sort of have this silent goodbye without without cap giving it away yeah without the other two knowing
0: yeah and i i mean i suppose there could be an argument that oh maybe we will see that bucky actually knew, <coughs> knew this the whole time and had met the other cap but i think that's getting way too much into the like but then he would have known that they were going to make the time travel machine and da Like that would have been, yeah, that would have been a little bit too hard for me to wrap my brain around. So, I I think I'm okay with just the their best friends. He knows him better than anybody, you know,
1: yeah, that kind of thing. The one time thing that I do have confusion about is Loki, because Loki in Avengers one, when they went back to try and get the Tesseract, took the Tesseract and then disappeared. There weren't there wasn't double Lokis in that moment. So I'm Interested in what that means for the Thor movies after that because that would directly affect the timeline, like the regular timeline. Like the Cap one, there's two captains, Mm -hmm. two Captain America's, but they're but the one knows to stay away.
0: I mean, I guess, I guess maybe that's solved by the fact that Cap went back and put everything back where it was supposed to be.
1: Oh, yeah, but I also wonder if they did that on purpose to try and set up loki's tv show TV show on the streaming service it
0: it could be i don't know i guess that remains to be seen there was there were a few things that i at first <coughs> oh my god i'm sure this is great for <laughs> listeners of this we're both coughing it's falling apart. <laughs> um i will say there were a couple things that immediately after the movie i was like that is a plot hole but when I thought about it later, I was like, no, actually, I don't think it is. Um, and that's one of them. And I think maybe that's answered by Cap going back and putting things where they're supposed to be. So everything still yeah, happened the way we saw it in the movies. Um, the other one that I originally thought was a plot hole and now realizes not was Nebula. Because present day mm-hmm. Nebula shot old nebula which in right. traditional time travel stuff means she because i looked at kevin and i was like she's about to back to the future herself right out of here because i was expecting her to fade away because she killed her past self and yeah. that like at the end of the movie i was like why is nebula still there
1: i'm so confused yeah that one had some confusion but
0: and this is you know people have maybe have opinions on this but they had a whole conversation at one point about how time travel is not like it is in the movies. And changing stuff doesn't change your present future. That is true. So, and I think that was the whole point of having that when they were like going off, whatever. Um, What's the actor that plays Bucky? Something Sebastian.
1: Sebastian Stan.
0: Stan Sebastian. Sebastian. Stan Sebastian. <laughs> i I'm sorry to you, kind sir, though I don't, <laughs> you know, I didn't get your anquiry, but i I will say in that list of movies that Sam lists off of like whatever whatever hot tub time machine, I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. he's in <laughs> hot tub time machine. that's hilarious and also to think about another um interesting thing that I saw in there, uh Tony obviously calls Thor Lebowski at you know the point when he's wearing all that and jeff bridges plays the big lebowski and jeff bridges was in one of the iron man movies so if you think like did did the character jeff bridges was playing play the big lebowski in this universe or does jeff bridges just look like that guy (laughs) like what happened
1: there so natalie asking the real time travel (laughs) question where is jeff bridges In this universe, <laughs> what is he
0: doing? Uh, that actually it is a good lead into another um, point I wanted to make about Endgame that I really liked. When it comes to Thor, I actually really enjoyed like the portrayal of, and I enjoy is probably not the right word because I didn't enjoy it, but I resonated with the portrayal of his grief and depression. Because yeah. at certain points in the movie, was it played as a joke? Yes, but Thor was playing it as a joke. And it was because Thor yeah. felt like a joke. Right? Right. So he was trying to mask um what was going on, but sometimes in grief and depression, like people stop taking care of themselves. That's that's literally what happens. And he he literally felt like a joke. So I thought that made sense, but the moment when they were he and Rocket were getting ready to leave after he talked to his mom, and he stuck his hand out the window and waited and um his hammer came to him and he said I'm still worthy that was I think actually a really appropriate powerful way to talk about that subject because he was there in his Lebowski form you know (laughs) (laughs) overweight hasn't taken care of himself he's drunk and hungover and just a mess he has dreadlocks because he hasn't brushed his hair and he is still worthy, which I thought was a pretty fantastic message, honestly. So I really appreciated the way they they handled that. And I can see where some people might be upset that some of that was jokey, but I think it was just appropriate in the full context
1: of everything. Well, it's like when people in the real world start talking about their mental health or start going to therapy and people will tell them well I thought you were so happy you yeah I'm so happy so I think it's like that yeah I also appreciate that he didn't suddenly go back to his very fit body from before like yeah instantly. like he spent the whole movie as overweight as he for. Was.
0: and yeah. you know what and he did fine and he was still <laughs> worthy
1: yeah <laughs> and
0: I think Um, you know, in some of the earlier Thor movies, he was a little bit more serious, but as time's gone on, he definitely has gotten a little bit more like he's loosened up, you know, and I think it's really appropriate that he's with the Guardians now. Um,
1: and I believe I saw things that Chris Hemsworth is up for still playing Thor. I would love for him to likely He'll be in, I think it's likely he'll be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He was I on think that ship. would be he great. Left with them.
0: Yeah, and it's I mean, what else is he going to do? <laughs> he's he's done being the, you know, leader of his people. He passed that mantle to Valkyrie. Yeah. So, I think that's a a great place for him to be. Um, I also think I learned how to pronounce the name of his hammer, which I I always just say his hammer because I don't want to be, you know, an asshole and, <laughs> and say this beautiful Nordic word incorrectly, but I'm looking at the, pr- the pronunciation here, and I believe it's uh, m- m- Near. L- Near. Yal-ner. my yallner. Near. <clears> Near. <throat> my It sounds great in my gravelly voice, but it is like yol, <laughs> yol. The middle part I can't get. My yallner. Anyway, um, my American accent doesn't handle it very well. But if you hear me saying the hammer instead of that, like a good nerd. It's literally because I don't know how to say that quite correctly. But um, also, still on that same train, another favorite moment from the movie was Captain America wielding the hammer. I loved oh, that. Oh, yeah.
1: I keep forgetting that happened. Yes.
0: That was, I literally stood partway out of my seat when he like picked that up because uh, yeah. I mean, I I believe that's actually something that's happened in the comics. So other people uh-huh. were probably, you know, expecting that but i i will say you know i'm definitely not um a guru about the comic comics versions of these stories so for me that i was like oh my god so excited and him just like spinning it around and stuff um yeah i've seen a t-shirt with like a silhouette version of cap holding the hammer up and the lightning coming down and it just says worthy on it i was like oh (laughs) i need that shirt um I'll actually probably order it after we do this because I love that so that
1: shirt so much. Oh, I like that too.
0: Um, but that was a great moment. So, other than um, I was gonna say we should move into uh talking about the women in this film because we've talked about a lot of the the dudes at this point. But I do want to say a little bit about Iron Man. We already talked about that a little bit, but mm-hmm. I thought that was really um a beautiful send off for him. Very appropriate and i think it was fitting because his was the first movie that started all of this 10 years ago mm-hmm. um and i think it it made sense it was well done and um i really appreciated at his funeral that they had the proof iron man has a heart um or tony stark yeah. has a heart i should say um but yeah i think i think that was just great and it tied into things they've been dropping throughout all 20 plus of these films.
1: I really loved that the little boy from Iron Man 3 was at his funeral. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Was Iron Man 3 that he was going through PTSD and he met that little boy in the garage?
0: I think it was 3. I think so. Yeah.
1: Like he hung out with him for a while. Yeah. Because he. I think it was because it was after. I think he was. Iron Man 2 is the one with. Mickey Work Is that who it is? Yeah. On the race car track? Yeah. <laughs> and then Iron Man 3 is Jeff Bridges. Shortly after, yeah. Yeah. It happened shortly after Avengers 2, and I think that's when he was going through PTSD. <laughs>
0: yes. I think so. He I, I think so. that little
1: boy for a while. And that's who the, like, young man, older teen was that was standing by himself at his funeral. Mm-hmm. That was, like, a couple rows back.
0: Mm-hmm. That was a nice inclusion. I also learned...
1: Um, do you remember way back before this movie came out, they announced that Katherine Langford was going to be in it, who's the main girl in 13 Reasons Why, uh-huh. and then she wasn't? Yeah. And everyone kind of forgot that that had been announced. Uh, she was in a little scene that got cut where she was Tony's older, his daughter when she was older. Oh. And it was supposed to be after he did the snap he ended up in the soul stone space like thanos did with gamora and it was supposed to mirror that cuz there and was little her...
0: gamora and this would have been
1: the opposite would oh. have been grown up
0: i wonder if they will include that on the like the digital download version cuz that that actually is a really great storytelling narrative because thanos had little gamora who is what I mean that's the version of Gamora he was always seeing, and that's what he always wanted to get back to, you know, because yeah. older Gamora betrayed him, and then um, he was never going to get, so. yeah, he was yeah. never going to get the young uh, Gamora again, and then Tony could see his older daughter, who is what he was giving up, and he was never going to get to see her.
1: Yeah, that age. obviously I haven't seen it, but it seems like to me that would be since you know he didn't give. When he died, he didn't get to give any sort of speech to Peter or to yeah. Pepper. Um, and I feel like that they filmed that as a way for him to, like, not have a speech for, like, right before he died to be like, oh, she's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, so he would know.
1: Yeah, like, he would get to see for a second, her as an adult.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... But then that it is got cut great. because the movie is long as hell. I mean, something, something <laughs> had to go, right? I guess the last man we can mention is Doctor Strange, who I feel bad for that guy because he actually did, in fact, know, <laughs> you know, yeah. how this was going to go. And obviously, um, I mean, it just makes so much sense now when he was disappearing in Infinity War, why he said, to tony i'm sorry this is the only way and then he yeah. said "I and why he didn't
1: tell him yeah i can't do. tell
0: you because then you you won't do it and now that you know obviously tony died that scene with him looking at dr strange and dr strange just holding up one finger to tell him this is the, this one. Is the one shot <laughs> and oh so you have to Go it I think that was actually probably at the moment that Tony realized like, Oh, the one where we win is the one where I die, so yeah. <laughs> this is what we gotta do, but yeah, there's actually just <clears throat> lots of nice little tie-ins
1: like that, but I do like how uh dr Strange is all all his stuff has always been about turning back time, so it's always been a little it's always been kind of dealing with this stuff, mm-hmm. And I like how out of all the repercussions of taking all the stones and then trying to return them back to where they were, his with the time stone, the little green one, is the one that most neatly wraps up. Mm-hmm. Because all they had to do was take the stone back to the moment the Hulk got it from Tolda Swinton. I yeah. not remember her name in the movie. Yeah. But she knew it was like, oh, if I just hang out here for a minute... He'll, He'll come, come back. back and give it to me. And everything for that storyline is going to say exactly how it was. And there's no question in that.
0: Yeah. And I love her when he first shows up and he starts asking where Dr. Strange is. And she's like, you're five years too early. And like yeah. <laughs> that she knew, just knew so much about that. All that. I did like that, but, um, she's a good segue into talking about the ladies in yes. this movie, because there were some really great moments for them. Um, <clears throat> Obviously, the most obvious moment was the uh, moment when Captain Marvel had the gauntlet and the rest of the ladies showed up behind her to say, you know, basically they had her back and they were going to charge through all this stuff together and get it um, to where it needed to go. And I will say it probably treaded a little close to be pandering, a little bit, just because yeah. it, I think somebody... Some dude in a boardroom somewhere was like, oh, this is great because then it's a reminder of like, look at all these ladies we have.
1: We're diverse. Was it Bob Iger? Here they are. <laughs>
0: you know, that kind of thing. But I think it was handled for the most part well to where I still felt like, you know, excited about it and felt empowered by that. And especially because Wasp was part of that. Valkyrie was part of that. Um, so in general, I actually really did love that. Um, I think my favorite girl power moment in the movie, though, was um, Scarlet Witch, who, out of all the crappy things that happened in Infinity War, I think she maybe had some of the crappiest happen to her, because she, did. she had to kill the love of her life while fending off Thanos to try to get this, you know, to end, and she did it. And then Thanos just backed up five minutes and she yeah. realized, oh, I I just killed Vision for nothing and now I'm going to have to watch him die and I'm going to die. <laughs> and um, so I really, really liked her moment of like showing up just ready to go and him saying, I don't even know who you are and her answering, you will, was pretty great. Um, I'm actually super interested in... in uh, her show that's coming to the disney streaming service yes
1: it is called scarlet and vision yeah scar vision which okay this <laughs> is me a little bit but i'm that's something they'll have to i'm sure they're planning for if it's not just about her i'm thinking vision is in there somehow i'm
0: thinking it's maybe a show set during that time period when they were by themselves but it could be
1: I don't know. Yeah. There means to see. Oh. means to be seen. That kind of plays into the same questions I have about Black Widow, who was a more shocking death for me. Yeah. I actually didn't expect her to die. I didn't either. Um, especially because there's a Black Widow movie coming. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. Because if it's a prequel movie about her, I feel like we should have done this three years ago. Yeah. It's weird to do a prequel movie after they're dead. Yeah. It is. And I've seen talk about, well, maybe it's a combination of a prequel movie about her, but also about the Hulk and Hawkeye finding out a way to bring her back. But then that's a very fine line where it's not a movie about Black Widow. It's a movie about two men. Yeah. Trying to bring Saving a woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did... And I, I will definitely see <coughs> Yeah. It. I love Black Widow. I love a good female superhero movie. I'm just confused why we didn't do this several years ago yeah i did see someone i think in
0: an io9 article make the argument that this movie will be more um popular and resonate more now that she's dead because people will feel nostalgic about her
1: and connected to her i don't want that but
0: i don't know i i guess that's another uh I'll put a pin in that one till it comes out, but...
1: Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm not against it. No, I just... it, could, it could just
0: be like... It could just end up being disappointing, you know, because, like, we should have done this before. Because then I just watched this movie with the whole... The knowledge the entire time that she's going to die. <laughs> Which is... Yeah. Just kind of sad. So... We'll see with that. Um, I, d- I mean, she did i guess moving on to another character she did play an important role but i wish captain marvel had more of a role i did too um she
1: didn't have as nearly big of a role as i thought she would
0: yeah and i understand there was like eight million of them in this movie (laughs) and decisions needed to be made but i do wish she had been in it more um i think brie larson looked great with that haircut
1: yeah, I like that haircut a lot.
0: I I really liked it. Um, I saw some people upset that in the first part of the film she had like makeup and stuff on, and the response from Brie Larson was that that was the first time she'd actually played Captain Marvel because they filmed that before she filmed Captain Marvel, and that she was still that was a decision she had made, and that she was still you know figuring out her character and everything. But I'm like, if Carol Danvers wants to wear some red lipstick, she can wear some red lipstick.
1: Yeah, why not? Like, that's... She can still be... Captain Marvel's a very tomboyish. We've talked about this off the podcast mm -hmm. character, which is fine and great. Yeah. But sometimes... You can be a tomboy and wear
0: lipstick. Yeah. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, (laughs) That's something I think Wonder Woman actually did very well, where um, Diana got to be very feminine when she wanted to be, and she also got to be very, you know, masculine when she wanted to be, but... That was one of those points that I was like, you guys are kind of reaching.
1: (laughs) I really think you're reaching a little bit, but... I didn't even notice she was wearing lipstick. Yeah, I... I But if she wanted to, then Carol Danvers
0: can wear a red lip when Carol Danvers wants to wear a red lip. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: see. Anything
0: else we haven't covered in Endgame? I will say they did a good job with the opening scene of the movie with Hawkeye. We all all figured and assumed that is actually what had happened to Hawkeye, but... That really did set the tone for that movie because I was just like, oh, man, here we go. (laughs) You know, so overall, as a finale, I was very pleased with it. At some point later this year, we'll do an entire episode on finales because there's a lot this year and talk about what makes a good one and a bad one. But I would put this one in the good one box.
1: I would put this one in a good finale. I was satisfied it wrapped up, it gave me some feeling.
0: Yes. The last thing, and I, I get the feeling I will get answers on this eventually in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the last plot hole or point of confusion for me is Gamora. Yeah,
1: 2014 Gamora. Yes.
0: where Where is she? They
1: didn't show me her dusting. No. But. I don't know if the third, maybe movie three will be about finding because it, Gamora and... I mean, Star Lord was
0: searching for her. Yeah. At the end there, so we will
1: see. But oh, I bet that's what the third one
0: is about. Probably. So, yes, um, that was probably probably the biggest movie of the year. Um, it's broken all kinds of box office records and and that kind of thing. But yeah, definitely
1: pleased overall. So completely switching gears, let's talk about Fortnite. Yeah, a new season of Fortnite started. There was a Fortnite event that I missed for the first time ever, which was the volcano I it too. event <laughs> and the drum gun voting event. I have no good reason for missing it, except I just forgot. And I was very disappointed in myself because I was just puttering around my apartment While it was happening, I was like, oh, you vacuum over here and clean this (laughs) table and lay on the couch and mess around on my phone. So I wasn't, like, busy doing anything. I just forgot about it. (laughs) But anyway, now it's season nine, uh, which is a future theme where they replaced a couple big places on the map and put in some slipstream tubes that remind me of Futurama. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of metal. Like, robot-y things. And the... I guess they're blimps. There's blimps in the sky. I didn't even know they were blimps. I thought they were, like, 1984 surveillance-ish Well, robots. I think
0: I think they kind of are both. Because, like, they, they clearly have, like, those lights on them that are, like... Like, you know... Yeah. Look like they're monitoring of some yeah. sort.
1: I don't know. Uh, the pump shotgun got vaulted, which means... Vaulted means it got pulled out of the game. Uh, sometimes things go into the vault. Sometimes they come back. People are very mad about it. I'm not because I never liked the shotgun. No. Because <laughs> I'm not good I'm at not it. I'm not good at it either,
0: and I will admit that. I, I'm i not good with, like, the reload time in between. You know, I, yeah. I admittedly like guns where you can do a spray and pray tactic because... <laughs> That's what I end up doing, so that doesn't really bother me.
1: Yeah, I do like that. It's kind of forcing everyone to do different stuff. Yeah, than they're they've always been doing. Uh, there's a there's two progressive skins. Which if you don't play Fortnite, you get two skins at the beginning of a new season. Now, if you buy the Battle Pass, a skin is just the uh, the outfit, the character that you are and over earning points and other stuff you progress outfits for that skin and the female progressive skin is named rocks but her beginning like how she starts is based off my favorite fortnite player named loser fruit like it has the same hair as her and her shirt and her earrings have the little strawberry symbol that is loser fruits like it's not a coincidence it's definitely on purpose it's the first time a Fortnite player has gotten a so blatantly of a shout-out or any sort of skin thing. I'm really glad it was her, because she's she's a pretty popular female player, but the female players are not don't nearly have the following that the men do. Mm-hmm. But she was the first one that got something, and it makes me happy. I was
0: just looking at her Twitter where she'd pinned the post with... Um the screen cap of that i'm sure that's exciting for her especially because oh yeah I'd be freaking it out it's not you know a major player like ninja or something like that so last
1: night Fortnite story yes really weird ai is taking over the planet <laughs> so we were playing with our friend ryan and i were playing with our friend last night and like we usually do we got into a battle and we all died and And Ryan was the last man standing for our team, as he always is, because he's the best one (laughs) (laughs) out of all of us. So after he got eliminated, you know, normally after that happens, the system automatically shows you another player that's alive on the Mm map. And on the top, it'll say that player's name, right? Mm -hmm. And how many eliminations they have. Well, instead of that, it cycled to... A bot, like an actual bot player, just the the regular s- bot skin with the black ponytail. Mm-hmm. Ramirez, I think her name is. And it had Ryan's name. That's weird. It was not a random bot name. It was his PS4 name. It was very freaky, and we watched it for a long time. And it was at the soccer stadium. It had three guns, which it proceeded to empty all the ammo into a wall. Wow. So it had nothing. Doing a good good job here. Yeah. And then it kind of, it mined some metal. And then it stopped. It wouldn't mine anything but metal. And then eventually it ran around. It would run and then it would stop. And just stand there. <laughs> and it would run and it would look behind it like it was looking for people. And then it would stop. And then it got to Tilted. To Neo Tilted now because it's the future. <laughs> and it ran down the middle of Tilted got some more metal like that's all it would do was gather metal somehow there was no one else there convenient it ran around ran around and then it got to where the new tilted has a fountain that has a giant statue in it Mm -hmm. it got to the foot of the statue and just stood there (laughs) forever it never moved from that spot in the middle of the open no one came to shoot it i saw some people fly by in the distance. And then all of a sudden, the bot dropped everything it had. <laughs> like, it's three empty guns and a bush. Like, it, me- it just dropped everything. And then the system cycled, and was suddenly showing us real people. And we couldn't get back to the bot. Weird. It didn't die. So we kept watching the real people to see what would happen. Mm-hmm. And then they won. But the... I still t- can't tell if the screen count of how many people were left in the game, if it was counting that bot or not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if there's I thought it was a team of two that won, it might have been a team of three. I feel like it wasn't counting the bot. But it was so weird because it wasn't it wasn't like the ones that it generates at the beginning to fill some spaces. Yeah. It had Ryan's name on it. That's so strange. And it never died. It just dropped everything. <laughs> it's like and done. Then the system pushed us away from it. It was so creepy. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like it, but it was so creepy. <laughs> that bot
0: can be president of the Dumb Friends League. Oh, it is. <laughs> the Ryan bot. The Ryan bot can be president. Well, that's super weird. Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. I will say I didn't do much playing during season eight. I think I played a little bit at the beginning and then I kinda like took a break. Not really consciously, it just kinda happened that way. Which sometimes I think you just gotta take a break from stuff. But I'm interested in the changes they made for season nine, so I'll definitely be playing some more. I uh am a l <laughs> I was gonna say a little, but I'm actually Really upset that they vaulted the thermal and balloons, which were like my two favorite items in the entire game, especially when you had them together. So not on board with that, but um also not on board with boombos because I have yet to actually find one and use it. And I just repeatedly die from them. So I hate them because they're really hard for me to
1: use, use, but Ryan's really good. Of course he is, that butthead. Hey, the new season just started so there's not a whole lot going on yet and the changes they made to the map aren't as big as past changes where we got like totally new biomes yeah that didn't really happen this time but i'm not as mad at it as other people are but i also don't i love fortnite i love playing it but i don't take it as seriously yeah as other people seem to do i wish they kept doing their storylines they've really dropped off of that, but Yeah, I have fun. Maybe Kevin the Cube will show back up. I mean they got rid of balloons. Which is very Yeah, bad. I'm not
0: on board with faulting balloons, but <laughs> that's okay.
1: <laughs> um oh
0: and then you notice that the there's a new ice cream shop called Scoops Ahoy that
1: looks exactly like one coming up in Stranger Things. Yes, it's in the Stranger Things trailer. It's where Steve works. In the mall. So that must be like it looks exactly. Totally the same. intentional, I would say. And calamity, the cowgirl's house out in the desert has been replaced by John Wick's house. From so the movies, which I haven't. I seen I need those, to watch but... them
0: apparently because the the third one's about to come out, and I I know a lot of people who love those movies. I have no reason that I haven't seen them yet. I just haven't. Yeah. I don't um, either. I I just know the dog dies. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> um. I suppose I need to watch those because I've I've heard good things. But yeah, we'll see how this season goes. It's got my attention again. Speaking of how
1: this speaking, speaking. of how this season is going Game of Thrones, <laughs> yes, which the final season has had in four episodes it has for me it has had a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And just as many lows that make Yeah. No sense. And we'll
0: do a a full episode at the end of this, you know, to talk about it in more detail, yeah. but I mean, to start here, I know a lot of people on the internet and other people I know did not like episode three, The Long Night slash Battle of Winterfell or whatever, but you could fight me all day long on this. I loved that episode. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I liked it too. I I know a lot of people's issue that they keep mentioning was that John wasn't the one that killed the Night King- and i like <coughs> that he was i it, love though. that he wasn't it i love that it was Arya. i love that it was with the cat's paw dagger like i love everything about it and i saw some people saying well how did Arya sneak up and none of the other you know i was gonna say uh something wrong <laughs> none of the other white walkers noticed <laughs> and i was like did you miss All of the seasons that she's been training to do that exact thing. thats
1: To be assassinated.
0: Yeah, and she just had a pretty epic pep talk from Melisandre that was basically proving to her that this was her fate and that she could do this. She spent all that time in an entirely different country (laughs) training... To be, you know, silent and deadly. And she is the only trained assassin there. So it was baffling to me that people were confused by that. I was like, that she has been trained extensively to
1: do this. This this completely yeah, and makes she, sense. She had just had that scene in the library yeah. where she very effectively snuck around. Yeah, she did. On her stealth mission. And... She can change her face. Yeah. Maybe she changed herself to look like a zombie. She could have. And
0: <laughs> I mean, prior to that, the only reason she was like slipping was because she knocked herself in the head. I mean, that's going to not keep you at a 10. And obviously, Lord of Light or the universe or whoever knew this was coming. And that's why it barracks entire reason for existence. And that's yeah. a pretty powerful motivator after that to be like uh yeah I would say some higher power is on my side here I can get my act together and do this and really at the end of the day the Night King had you know the same weakness that most major villains do that Thanos had that he got cocky right at the end yeah he didn't think he had any reason to worry anymore Bran's wasn't paying attention Bran is in a wheelchair Like, I mean, Bran isn't going to do anything. He just sat there and basically let Daenerys and uh, Drogon cover him in fire while he stood there with a middle finger in the air. I mean, he got cocky. So he wasn't expecting Arya, and that's why it worked. I think it was brilliant. I loved that episode. It was dark as hell. It was. Yeah. But.
1: It was choreographed really well. When I watched it again with Ryan, because I had been at a work conference when it first came out, so I watched it in my little hotel room, <laughs> and then I watched it with Ryan again when I came back. But we started watching it, and I told him it was really dark, and I should have just thought of this, but he just turned the backlight up on the TV hundred percent. So it was great. I could see everything. Amazing. I saw so much. It was so much easier to follow who was who and what was happening because I could actually see it the second time. Yeah. But I I loved the episode. I thought it was choreographed really well. Yeah. I didn't...
0: I also... I
1: thought it built really well. I also
0: didn't agree with people who were like, that's all it took to kill Night King. And I mean, I struggled back to again of like, what do you mean that's all it took to kill the Night King? Like, (laughs) Arya had years and years of training. And I mean, it's also kind of like... A snap was all it took to kill Thanos. (laughs) So, like, I mean, anything... Right? Anything that finally kills them. Like, I guess I just don't know what people wanted. Like, what else did you want? You had dragons, a dead one and a live one, uh, doing a dogfight in the sky. I mean, I guess I could see some people's issue that the Dothraki were, like, snuffed out so quickly. But, I mean, I thought that showed the the challenge of what they were dealing with here. I I will also one hundred percent agree that I was shocked at the amount of people that survived. Yes, I think everybody was. To me that just meant there was more of the story. And honestly they might be going with a you know, a lot of Game of Thrones has been shocking in the amount of people that have died and when they've died and how they've died and all that maybe they've just decided to flip it on its head now this whole because you're expecting
1: people to die so maybe they've bloop i don't know that kind of leads into the fourth episode where i have problems with the yeah the shock value i had
0: i had a lot more problems with episode four and yeah i mean i i was shocked that brianne survived the battle of winterfell but um remains to be seen but i do think my theory that Cersei is going to kill her, and then Jamie will kill Cersei. Jaime will. Kill I mean, Cersei. I think Jaime is going to kill Cersei anyway. I think that's really obvious. I was, I I was kind of confused by people who didn't get that. Like he's he's clearly to me not going back to just be with Cersei. He's going to kill her. Yeah,
1: he didn't word it very well. He could have communicated. Everyone on the that show better.
0: could communicate better.
1: <laughs> but I think he was also playing that thing where like oh but if i act like an asshole it'll hurt because you'll stay for her so, or whatever yeah then you won't and so i don't
0: me. i mean my theory about cersei killing brienne i i like less now because it's going to mean brienne chased after Jamie, which is not my favorite thing um i didn't have as much of a problem with brienne being upset and crying because she's had a, she had a lot happen to her In the last the last few days and she she was on a, a serious high of adrenaline and then she was like now I get this you know super attractive dude who I've been through so much with is going to stay with me and then she got it taken away right again. Yeah. So I mean I I was okay with her being very clearly upset and I was okay with the crying and all of that too because I think it's great that she gets to be strong, kick-ass, and have emotions. I don't like that right. th- this might be leading to her chasing Jamie, though. Like, I, I don't... That... I don't like that. Yeah.
1: I would... I know she's gonna die. I'd like it better if she had gone with To begin army. with. To begin with. I don't mind her crying at all. I Brianna's still my favorite. She's one of my favorite fiction characters of all mm-hmm. time now I just didn't like the staging that it happened with her in a bathrobe yeah in the like middle of the night just... and I just yeah pleading with a man to stay like if she had been able to I think it would have helped tremendously if she had been able to be in her regular clothes yeah <laughs> I know that seems like such a small insignificant thing. and maybe it was like
0: I mean maybe the goal they had was to really exude the vulnerability of the moment but i don't i don't think it worked i don't think it was no necessary and i don't think it was necessary
1: because i <clears throat> i already know Brienne can be vulnerable yeah. i don't need her in to a house in a outside house to know that
0: <laughs> like and i think it's it's one of those things that my biggest problem with this season so far and i knew going in this was probably going to be an issue when they did say oh these episodes aren't two and a half hours long Like they were talking about. And there's only six of them. This was going to be rushed. And I think that's one of those things that had they taken more time. And given me some more context for stuff. It would have been okay. And I will say no matter how many episodes last season had. It was going to feel rushed. Because final seasons always do. Because you're sad that it's ending. But. I... I don't know I just can't get on board with the fact that the biggest show on the planet could not get more budget for more episodes for enough CGI to like give Ghost his due diligence for goodness
1: sake yeah and by the way John has petted Ghost in past seasons yes he has it was a bullshit excuse (laughs) I do not
0: I my biggest problem with episode four was honestly the way the animals were treated because I don't I don't buy that ghost... I just... I don't buy it. Because I feel like maybe they were trying to show Jon choosing his Targaryen side over his Stark side. Even though he told Sansa and Arya about it. And so it, that was like he was choosing his Stark side. Maybe that's what they were going for. But it wasn't well executed. I feel like they killed a second mm-hmm. dragon just to help the CGI budget. Which is ridiculous. Um.
1: Yeah. And the shock value thing yeah, again.
0: But that... I think that was my biggest issue with episode four because I'm like you are on a dragon miles in the sky you didn't see those freaking boats way in advance yeah also dragons apparently can't make anything less than a 20 point turn to get out of anywhere like I was right. so that I was not on board with like you had not even the slightest inkling that somebody would be waiting for you at Dragonstone it's right next to King's Landing.
1: Yeah, it's it's right there. You can, like, swim between the two. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Like, they, well, they did. did. After their ships got destroyed, they, they did. swam over
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's... That I really had a huge, huge issue with. Because maybe, again... I'm, like, trying to think of what their motivation here was for this. Maybe they were trying to highlight Danny's, you know, inability to actually be an effective leader especially because Sansa makes so many
1: dumb war choices yeah and Sansa told them
0: to wait and I get that this her entire life has been about getting the iron throne back and now she's very close so girlfriend doesn't want to wait anymore (laughs) she's tired of waiting and now I think uh maybe she did get some more urgency with John's confession and all of that but but like you've waited this long you could take some time to like think this through. And I I, I yeah. will never believe that they couldn't have seen those boats. No. I will just not ever believe
1: that. They were up so high already. How could they not have seen them? Yeah. And especially because she saw
0: the giant bow and arrow thing when she fought Jamie and Braun. Right. They had one because Braun shot at the dragon she knew they had those like and i also get that you just went through a lot with the battle of winterfell and all that but like all
1: the more reason come to come on chill for a minute yeah
0: <laughs> and i do i do think this show just because of the sheer amount of characters and the way this has gone no matter what i i really don't even know what a truly satisfying ending would be because It's not John and Danny both living. It's not Danny on the Iron Throne. It's not John on the Iron Throne. Like, none of those would be satisfying. But they've kind of, just the way this story has gone, they've worked themselves into a kind of a no-win situation when it comes to that. That doesn't mean they can't do a good ending. But something will be unsatisfying about it no matter what. And I, I know that. But I just, I think what I'm so frustrated with is I really can't, believe that they didn't have more budget to give me some context of like how
1: did Missandei get picked up and no one saw yeah how the hell did Bronn just walk into Winterfell <laughs> I know. deep into it I know that seems again that seems like such a small thing but I just need 30 seconds of how he got there just to tell me that because Jamie and Tyrion were way way into Winterfell. Yeah, how did he just walk in there? I just needed, and then go inside.
0: <laughs> I needed one shot of Euron Greyjoy, scooping Missandei out of the water. That's that's all I needed, you know. And yeah, that's all I. Needed. I can't believe <laughs> we don't get to see Sansa and Arya's reaction to Jon's parentage.
1: Yeah, why did we cut? Like, that? Uh, I know <laughs> the audience already knows. But why did we cut that? Why did we cut that? Why did we stop there? Yeah, that's. Yeah. So. I just. I still really love the show. Yeah. I am a little worried. I think this episode is just highlights a problem Game of Thrones has had the whole time where sometimes they really fail their female characters. Yeah. Like, we can go from episodes like episode two where Brienne got knighted and it was beautiful and great and did so many things for that female character and then we get to this one where we put Brienne in a house coat mm-hmm. has nothing to do with her crying but just the way that played out thing. and then Sansa and the Hound was gross. It's, I was I was really mad about that too because I'm, I yeah. I was like all
0: excited about the fact that like we're gonna get Clegane Bowl finally and then he said that and I was like I don't even care now I hate you. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. And it like the whole thing um I I completely got what they were trying to do. They were trying to have Sansa have a moment of like she's risen so far above his BS that you know, it's and she's lived through all this stuff, but the way she said it was awful.
1: Yeah, they they had her say it like I am thankful I got raped yeah. because that's how I, I turned out how I And am. she was and so, comforting a dude uncomfortable with her sexual assault and that's yes all they had to do was well hire a female mm-hmm. writer for one and just have it portrayed or have Sansa say it as they didn't being raped didn't make me strong I am strong despite of yeah. it like this is always who I was inside I've always been a strong person I was always going to turn out a strong person no matter what. Yeah, Because the Hound, I think, in his
0: completely inappropriate, gross way, was trying to show remorse that he didn't help her and that bad things had happened to her. But what she needed to say to him was, I'm not Little Bird anymore, and
1: I did that on
0: my own. And, like, she...
1: Yeah, and, like, this is the second time she's comforted a man about her sexual Yeah, assault. and that's... Because she did the same for Theon. Yeah,
0: which I don't, yeah. That, that was a, a misstep for me, definitely. And I think it was a misstep. Yeah. It just didn't give Sans's character the, the due diligence that they think it did. I see what they no. were trying to do, and I, I do appreciate that. They didn't execute it correctly at all. I will say what they did execute correctly that I will give them credit for was Torment and his feminism. I love him. Yes, That was great. And when Brienne got up to leave and Tormund was like, oh, uh, I'm going to follow. And Jamie was like, no, I'm going to follow. Tormund didn't have a meltdown. He respected Brienne's he choice while voicing that he was heartbroken and upset. But he didn't go fight anybody about it. He didn't call Brienne names. He didn't drag her down.
1: No. He was
0: just like, I'm sad. I am upset. Look at this cute girl right here. (laughs) Shot. Yeah, and (laughs) but it's yeah, and there's this nice girl right there who was very clearly taking charge of herself and being like, "Hello, I am available," and it it was great. Just like the whole thing, he still respected Brienne and didn't drag her down. Like that was I loved
1: that. So I will give them credit on that point. I will for sure, especially since he was very drunk. Yes. And he did not resort to toxic no, masculinity. No, he,
0: Tormund has become a great example of how to be hyper-masculine in a not-toxic masculinity way.
1: Yeah, I think he's a good yes, example for that. Yes, because
0: men can be hyper-masculine, men can be hyper-feminine, they can be anywhere in between, just like women can, and that's great. And he was an example of, like, very traditional, you know chest puffed out masculinity while being respectful to himself to brianne to women in general you know yeah. even even though he's a wildling where you would think you know they don't have the the civilized thoughts or whatever <laughs> of the rest of westeros but the civilized people treat the women worse than the wildlings do
1: yeah the wildlings have always been a lot Better about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have <laughs> when you think about it. <laughs> That's
0: there is really a serious point there that we'll have to get into in our Game of Thrones
1: specific podcast. But yeah, um part of me is a little sad. Torment might that might have been his exit. Which of the I'd show. be bummed. I would be bummed, but at the same time, I don't want. I'm not sure if I want him to come back because if he does, then he's going to die. True. And I thought I thought he was dead. Like, 100%, I had him on my gonna die list. Yeah. But if he just gets to go back and set up a new little place for the wildlings, you know that's, what, that's fine. We'll
0: take it. That's okay. So, looking ahead to episode 5, there is an internet theory that
1: <clears throat> one of the dragons somehow Drogon laid eggs. Yeah, people think... Drogon, <laughs> I don't know if they ever said it in the show, but it's in the books, I guess, that, I don't remember it, I read the books, but I don't remember it, that dragons can change gender, which there are animals that can do yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. So, whatever. But when he was missing in f- season four-ish, season five, mm-hmm. when the other two were locked in the basement and he had flown off, they think he changed into a female and laid eggs which that that concept completely fine
0: i would i would yes. i would think that was cool i don't think they laid enough groundwork in the tv show for that to be the case and i think it would be dumb as hell at this point
1: <laughs> yes because they laid zero groundwork for there to be more dragons yeah in any sort of way yeah and if there is and that even if there's just one more that shows up next week or in episode six it's that is stupid the ultimate ghost in the machine if i wrote that for my master's thesis i would have failed. Yeah.
0: So if you're listening to this episode after episode 5 has aired, just know if that is what happened, i hated it. <laughs> so.
1: Yes, we both hated it. It's not doing the show any justice. Yeah. I like the, I see that if they do that, that's a turn where you could have had a breaking bad ending mm-hmm. and you're taking a sharp turn toward a dexter ending. Yeah. So Fingers crossed that's
0: not what happens. I will say... Or Lost,
1: I guess, is another big one that's bad. The
0: one theory that... Um, maybe didn't have in the show enough groundwork really laid for it, but I would still be okay with happening, because I actually really want this, is that Tyrion is a Targaryen. Um, I think at this point they really don't have enough time to like do that the way they should, but... I still really like that theory because of the whole three-headed dragon thing, and I, I really like the idea of it being Danny,
1: Tyrion, and Jon, but... I mean, if the Night King was a Targaryen, that would have been the three-headed dragon, but we don't... I don't know if we'll find out about that or not.
0: I know. I had a, I had a theory that, kind of similar to the Three-Eyed Raven, the mantle of Night King can be passed on, so that he isn't necessarily still the original night king and I I had a theory for a minute that maybe he was Rhaegar but you know (laughs) that maybe that'll be something that happens in the book I don't know but I don't expect that I'm gonna get a lot of my side thoughts wrapped up by this show so
1: (laughs) no we'll see we'll see Let's move on to something completely different Yes, that's only in here a tiny bit but I got excited because a trailer came out yesterday or two days before we recorded this and it was a little remake trailer of Final Fantasy 7 which has kind of gone the way of Kingdom Hearts 3 where it'll pop up and then it'll go away for several years Yes, (laughs) but the new teaser looks great Um, I'm excited about it I love Final Fantasy Seven, as every Final Fantasy nerd does, yes, and I know i I haven't played it since Final Fantasy X, but
0: I think you are um you are quite a bit more knowledgeable than I am about like Final Fantasy specifically, but um I will say I definitely remember watching Advent children, so. Uh, I still have that DVD. You know, so... I love that little... I'm looking forward to this, too. And because this is a nerd podcast, I feel like we're completely allowed to talk about video game characters being attractive. So, I will say that I saw a comparison (laughs) of screenshots from the remake as they stood in 2015 compared to, like, the trailer that Uh just came out. And they... The characters have changed a lot. Like, and for the most part, they they? seem um, a lot more advanced, you know, a lot more realistic looking. I I will say I feel like the Cloud from uh the 2015 one is a little bit hotter. But yeah. <laughs> he just looks more emo, which Cloud Strife is the most emo anime perfection name, I think, oh, of all is. time.
1: And that name came out before emo. I know. Well, maybe it was like the beginning of emo. Country.
0: I feel like people who ended up in emo bands saw Cloud in the 1997 <laughs> game and were like, <laughs> that's they played final fantasy that is seven, my and
1: that's what started all the emo yes stuff it was cloud, was cloud.
0: <laughs> it was definitely cloud and i'm gonna have to rewatch advent children but i would love if we got an advent children remake in addition
1: oh, i would be down i loved that weird little movie i still have it i actually want to and it was so it. evil
0: it was but I oh my god
1: i still love it I, uh,
0: i'm I I would watch it. I'll just say that. So we have a couple, well, not a couple, a handful of other just quick little tidbit things of things that have been going on. We got a Star Wars title. The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise
1: of Skywalker. Uh, I started
0: to say it. I was like, Skywalker. The Rise (laughs) of Skywalker. I am totally intrigued. I will come out, first of all, in the camp of people that actually really loved Last Jedi.
1: Yeah, I did Fight me about
0: it. Whatever. I can understand being upset with luke dying i get that but i'm so intrigued by the name of this trailer like does this in fact or not trailer of uh, the name of this movie does this in fact mean that ray is a skywalker is she yeah is she a blood skywalker or is she gonna get to take up the name
1: now um i still feel like she is someone like i would <clears throat> i would be fine if she was just a random yeah that's what happened a lot with jedis they were just random normal people but I still feel like Kyle Ren lied to her when yeah. he said she was no one.
0: I think she did too, and I, I'm I'm maybe holding on to that too strongly because that was the one disappointing part of Last Jedi for me. But yeah. um you know, I mean I'm not I'm not gonna be like completely upset either way, but the trailer with her flipping over that TIE fighter, oh my god.
1: Oh my god, that was amazing. Do you follow Garrett Watts, the YouTuber, on anything? Garrett, uh, is that Shane Dawson's Garrett? Yeah, the really yes. tall one. Yes, okay. Uh, after the trailer came out, he made this series of Instagram stories that were so funny. I should have saved them to show to you. <laughs> but he made a whole bunch of instagram stories that were just him being like my new religion is ray <laughs> flipping over the Tie fighter there's no other thing they'll ever top that <laughs> in my life i mean and it's how i felt it was brilliant
0: <laughs> brilliant i loved it um emperor palpatine laughing at the end of the trailer oh yeah uh, what a curveball i don't know i don't know what's happening there we'll see um we'll see i get the I'm feeling we're gonna it. see luke as a force ghost at the very least in this movie but yes um yeah just just pumped about it excited for that um another trailer that came out literally just i think two days ago yesterday maybe even i've lost track of time was the it chapter two trailer featuring naked grandma yes. so
1: <laughs> <laughs> i loved i'm really excited for that movie Um, uh, i don't know how i'm gonna see it unless we're in portland at the same time. Yeah, you're gonna, we're just gonna have because to make I it can't happen. see it alone.
0: And we'll go in the morning. Mine will not go. And that's and I'm okay. not gonna make him go. No. <laughs> uh, and we'll see it in the morning. It's, I was so creeped out by that trailer in general. So, I mean, A plus, good job. Because. I, sorry. I, I was just gonna say like the part when she's looking at the picture and you can see Grandma peek around the side of the door. Oh my god.
1: Ah, it freaked me out. I loved how um near the beginning of that when she was looking at something and you could see the grandma down the hallway. Yeah, and she was like Ugh. Which was <laughs> which was reminiscent of
0: the first the library.
1: Movie, the librarian. Yes, yeah.
0: that you and I like debated forever on if that was intentional or what on earth was happening.
1: Like Yeah, but it reminded me of that, which is one of those scary funny moments that I associate with it. Yeah. And then she <laughs> takes that little turn and like Zoid bird walks <laughs> away. <laughs> which was so funny but so creepy at the same time and that's why I mean that's why the uh
0: part one remake of it worked so well for me because it had just like that dark humor in it I mean like one good example that really freaked me out was after the librarian when the kid is um he runs down those stairs and then he looks up and the headless body with the easter eggs is right there (laughs) and it like stops and drops one of the eggs and then just like runs at him was, like, so funny and so
1: scary to me, but... Every time I'm telling someone about how much I love the remake of It, I always end up talking about all these moments that were scary, but also extremely hilarious, and if they haven't seen it... It doesn't make they sense. They don't get it. I know, and that's... But I can't explain it. It's just so funny.
0: That's why it, it works so out. well.
1: Um, <laughs> It'll be kind of
0: interesting in part two, because... I think a big deal or a big part of why chapter one works so well is because so much of the horror in it is based on a child's perception of what is scary like yeah um you know the one kid who was scared of the painting and you know that coming to Mm -hmm. life and all of that so it'll be interesting to see how much of a role that plays now that they're all adults in chapter two and if it's a different kind of horror because you know they're not an adult isn't afraid of the painting on the wall, you know that kind of thing. So that'll be right. interesting to see. But I I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, small side note: I saw the remake of Pet Cemetery as well. It got really middle of the road reviews, but I really enjoyed it. I think if you if you have to compare like Stephen King remakes all side by side, which I think is silly to do, but if you had to do that, I would say it was more successful. But yeah. I really enjoyed Pet Cemetery. Keeping with the horror theme, I just wanted to make a small note about the Child's Play remake, which I'm not going to see, but no, (laughs) we had, I think when we talked about the movies before, I don't think Mark Hamill had yet announced that he was the voice of Chucky, which he has since we recorded that episode, Uh, which is, that's cool. I will, I will give credit for that. Um, I think we had mentioned before that we thought, and we're pretty sure that Child's Play was purposely coming out the same day as toy story 4 and that they had waited for toy story 4 to announce their date so that they could just do that um and that theory i think has since really been confirmed by one of the most Yeah, well the
1: kid the kid in child's place and andy
0: and they released a child's play poster that features chucky's foot leaving a bloody footprint and a doll's arm holding a sheriff's hat that really looks like woody
1: Um, yeah, I don't remember the tagline it says on it, but it's something Woody related. Well, I think when
0: they posted it on Instagram, the caption was something like, um, it might have even been, you've got a friend in me, or it was something really like similar to that. So I'm
1: looking it up right now.
0: They are absolutely 100% um, tying it to Toy Story as much as they can.
1: Which I think is great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'll, I think it's funny.
1: They're on their Twitter when they posted that, the poster with the Woody sheriff's hat it just says child's play on the poster but their caption is there's a new sheriff in town new best friend mark hamill retweeted it and put woody or wouldn't he <laughs> <laughs> and imdb said so long partner
0: <laughs> oh so long partner oh my god yeah <laughs> i just had the the vision of woody sitting on that porch saying that
1: oh god Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. So I will give them credit for that.
1: <laughs> Brilliant marketing choices. Still will not see it. Yeah. But I'm sure the people that will, it seems like they'll probably love it.
0: Um, On the opposite end, poor marketing choices. We have the Sonic the Hedgehog film, which... Thanks, I hate <laughs> it. <laughs> I... Oh, man. that That trailer. Everything. Everything about it. I just... I mean we can talk more about this in a different episode but similar to like Detective Pikachu it's something that should absolutely not work Detective Pikachu did this didn't for several reasons Uh, one uh, of using Gangster's Paradise by Coolio I don't know the one thing I will say that I did like about the trailer was Jim Carrey in his role that looks great that looks like they did awesome job with character he looks like he had a blast doing it so i have the feeling he probably carries that whole movie but the way sonic looked and his human teeth and no no, no.
1: nothing nothing no. about that
0: was good um but they have responded that due to the response to the trailer they are changing how sonic looks
1: so i know i don't they didn't change the date though like questionable it's november and I don't know if it's salvageable sol- <clears throat> Yeah. In that time. there's
0: probably some some poor animators working some hundred hour work weeks right now to to yeah, change that. There's
1: something that it might not even be worth. It. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he's he still might look weird. And the plot just seems like I'm pretty forgiving because every story has mostly been done before. Mm-hmm. But this one looks like so so basic yeah like it just it did not pique my interest yeah. at all so and his teeth and his human teeth we'll
0: circle back on that after we see the <laughs> updates um another movie situation <laughs> <It is> situation <laughs> happening um is the james gunn led suicide squad reboot is happening and he's using quite a few new characters uh margot robbie as harley quinn will be in it it looks like jay courtney as uh Captain boomerang is in it um will smith had to back out due to a conflict of filming i believe and so
1: mm.
0: they brought in Idris elba who was originally just going to take over the deadshot role and that has since been um changed to he's not going to be deadshot deadshot's not going to be in it so he is going to do a different role but i do love Idris elba i mean that's yeah. great But he is, uh, I I also saw today that it looks like Michael Rooker is on board to play, um, not thinking of the name, but he's literally a humanoid shark. Um,
1: Yeah, I can't think of his name either.
0: So I'm I'm really interested to see (laughs) this because more and more it's not Suicide Squad 2. More and more it's, wow, the first one didn't go well at all, even though... Box office-wise, I guess it did good. Um,
1: it made a lot of money. So this might it just didn't get good be...
0: It sounds like Viola Davis is still coming back for her role. Like, so...
1: I really liked her in the first one. Yeah,
0: so I this will be very interesting to see. Um, also related, Birds of Prey is, in fact, truly happening. Um, and principal filming is done. I really mm-hmm. like the sounds of the storyline of that one. In that Harley Quinn is... Cutting the Joker out of her life and joins up with superheroes to save a young girl from um some crime lords. So yeah,
1: if both of these movies have zero Joker in it, probably just a better. I think they will do a lot better.
0: Probably a better angle, um, because they didn't do it right the first time. <laughs> so more to no. see on that. Yeah. So that's that is the major stuff that's been going on while we were taking our short little break. I am getting ready to go on a. Europe trip in a couple of weeks so we're actually gonna record another podcast soon but it'll go up while i'm on vacation and um chelsea will be letting you know more about that i think um <laughs> thanks for voicing that all out into the universe I have to yeah. um you can expect on our instagram and twitter probably to see some photos from while i'm on vacation because we're going to london so you can definitely expect a cliche photo at king's cross Are you going to go on the Harry Potter tour? I don't know because um, we have limited time in London. It's apparently like a couple hours away and it's like over a hundred dollars a person. So I don't know if this (laughs) trip we will. Um, I did really look into getting tickets for Cursed Child because I wanted to see it there in London with the original cast it was going to cost us over eight hundred dollars. So, a piece? Yeah.
1: Oh, even all together? Oh no, I lot. mean it was
0: all together. <laughs> but the the thing was, you know, it's in the two parts. So you buy the tickets, and um, you either go see part one at like two in the afternoon, and then you come back at seven, or you see them on two separate nights at seven p.m. But the way the tickets were, it was going to be like two hundred something dollars for each of us per part so it was a little bit out of budget but now that they are bringing it internationally in there um i think it's in san francisco now hopefully they will start taking it on the road soon and it'll be a little bit more in my budget but i will definitely at the very least be at king's cross and some
1: other places so i will still get my harry potter fix while i'm there (laughs) yay i'm uh not doing anything I'm going to go see Detective Pikachu next weekend. We
0: might see that this weekend. I don't that's know. It. We'll see, but I'm I'm excited about that one. I think that's everything for this extravaganza of an update episode. We'll be back with another one soon.
1: Yeah, we'll try not to take... Forever. Month plus long <laughs> breaks yeah. anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think that's everything for this one. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already on spotify iheart uh stitcher Castbox, wherever you listen to podcasts um you can rate and review us on itunes and be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram
1: at nerd ascendant yeah. especially if you want to see my random thought thoughts yeah <laughs> very important random thoughts well we'll talk to you all in the next one
0: Our intro and outro music is courtesy of Sneaky Creaky on Yummy Sounds.
1: You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerd Ascended. You can also email us at nerdascendedpodcast at gmail.com. And ratings are always appreciated.